as I've gotten more senior, you know, in my design career, I've noticed that this is the path to like becoming even more senior, right? And to moving up is to be able to speak at this level and to be able to talk to, uh, you know, the business folks and be speaking the same language as them. Welcome to Design Life, a podcast about design and side projects for motivated creators. My name's Femke. And my name's Charlie. And in this episode, we're going to talk about something that I feel every designer needs to dig deeper in as they progress in their career. And it's like a thing that can help them progress in their career, which is understanding more about the business, the company that you work for, and how your work as a designer impacts it. This is something that... um, well, just jumping straight into the check-in, I met up with my old uni professor uh, nice. this week, which was really cool to like connect after 10 years, you know, um, since I last saw him at my graduation, probably. Oh my gosh. And one thing he asked me was like, what's the piece of advice that you would give to students? And this is what came to mind for me, is that like, if you want to go far in your career, don't ignore the business, don't ignore the metrics side of things. So yeah, that's what we're going to dig into today. But what about you, fam? What have you been up to? Have you been meeting up with any university professors lately? <laughs> I have not, actually. <laughs> I have not been doing that, but I think it's lovely that you did that, uh, especially while you are there in New Zealand at the moment. Yeah. Um, so that's very, very nice. I have been, what have I been doing? Uh, I feel like I've been really busy with my community uh, doing live events. Uh, I have a live event tomorrow, actually, with my friend Fokan. We're going to do like a live whiteboarding session. Oh, I saw that. That seems fun. Yeah, so that's going to be fun. I'm also like already planning the next speaker event for like mid-February. So yeah, I've been really, really busy with that. Busy with the channel as well. I'm trying to consistently create at least two videos a month, which like I know doesn't sound like a lot, but for me, it's still a lot of work. When you work full-time and also run a community, then two videos a month is is a lot. Yeah, It's a work, yeah. So I've been trying to get better, like, back on to, like, batch recording videos, like, recording a couple in one sitting as opposed to, like, recording every weekend. So I'm trying to record, like, once a month or so. Uh, so, yeah, trying to get that done. And in personal news, actually, my brother is coming over from New Zealand next week. That's so exciting. Yeah, I haven't seen a family member in three years so I'm very excited to see my brother uh he's moving to Canada from New Zealand so I'm very excited about that yes is he moving to the same area of Canada that you live in for now he's going to stay with us and like figure out where in Canada he wants to be so we'll see uh he's actually enrolled in a engineering like a software engineering boot camp which I'm very excited about for him so he's making a bit of a career transition into he wants to work in tech as an engineer so yeah I don't know I'm excited for him and like I feel like I don't know big sister I get to like support him on his journey and like have him stay with us so I'm excited yeah yeah that's so special as well I mean I know how wonderful it feels to see family members after so long apart I'm coming yeah. to the end of my trip now seeing my family but it's been been lovely um to yeah get that family time and I really have not focused on side hustles this month but that was my intention so I don't feel bad about it you always focus on side hustles so you have a free pass yeah yeah exactly so yeah I haven't published a newsletter and god knows how long I don't know yeah need to get back to that that's all right you've got good you've got time uh something actually that I want to share with our listeners is that we actually have a 
sponsor for this month on the Woo, podcast. We do. For the month of February. As you know, if you're a regular listener, we don't have sponsorships very often, uh, but we're super excited to be partnering with Zeppelin for the month of February, who's going to be sponsoring our episodes. Zeppelin is essentially a design handoff, design documentation tool. And I was actually sitting in on their conference that they held last week called Harmony. And in that conference, they announced a brand new feature called Flows, which is a new way to communicate your sort of design intention. You can basically lay out screens in Zeppelin and you can add like arrows and connectors between the screens. And as you move the screens around, the arrows and connectors move also, which is super helpful. I always struggle like manually drawing my arrows between screens to like communicate my flows. So this feature looks very helpful. Yeah, even with, if you have like a component library of arrows and things in your design tool, you know, you still got to make sure they're all in, pointing in the right place and if something changes. So I think that's cool that they're addressing this need. And I like that they focus on this specific area of the design process yeah. as well, right? I feel like we have a lot of companies and tools focused on the beginning phases and like the ending phase of implementation. And this is really in the middle about how all of, you know, the people working on a, on a product, on a site come together, not just the designers, but, um, you know, developers and product people as well, which is cool. So, yeah. Huge thanks to Zeppelin for sponsoring this season. We'll be telling you more about them in future episodes. I just said season and I just realized that that was me <laughs> bringing in my inside marketing design <laughs> hat right there. Month, this month um, of, of design life. So yeah, thanks Zeppelin. Yeah, you can check out Zeppelin at zeppelin.io. Uh, you can also follow them online on Twitter as well. And you'll hear more about Zeppelin throughout the month of February. So stay tuned. And how about we put a link in the description to more about this flows feature that Fem was talking about as well. If your ears poked up at that and were like, oh, that sounds like something I would use. Totally. Go check it out. Yeah. One extra little thing I want to add, which I think was a really thoughtful addition that they did to this feature actually, is you can create like groups of screens and like label and annotate those groups, uh, which is super cool. That's something I'm always doing really manually. So yeah, there's a lot more to check out with this feature. Uh, head to zeppelin.io. Thank you, Zeppelin. Well, okay, let's get into talking about design and the business side of things. I would like to set the scene, Fem, by hearing from you how much context you feel like you have on the business of the company that you work for. Now, in the past, like what's been your involvement with it? I mean, my involvement with it has been like not that involved I sort of <laughs> as a like member of the design team I'm not having much influence on like our like strategy around revenue and like how how do we kind of have come up with these like overlying business metrics um I will say that like I felt more confident or like understood more about the business side of how things work at Uber compared to my new job at Simple. I think it's just the difference in industry, like the fintech industry, like how does a fintech company make money? Like it's, it's a little bit more of a challenging question, I think, to answer compared to like Uber, which was like a lot clearer, I think, to understand like how that kind of company is making money through like service fees and things like that. So I have found it like a little bit more opaque in my new role to really understand like what it does drive our revenue. What are the biggest drivers of our revenue? What are all of our different revenue streams? And like, how, how can I consider that when I'm creating my experiences and designing? So yeah, my relationship with this has differed at different companies. 
Yeah, and I think a lot of designers would be in a similar place to you. And I definitely was like, I think getting involved in the business side of things is something that I've done at ConvertKit for sure. Um, but also in the past few years, as I've gotten more senior, you know, in my design career, I've noticed that this is the path to like becoming even more senior, right? And to moving up right. is to be able to speak at this level and to be able to talk to, uh, you know, the business folks about businessy things and be speaking the same language as them. So like not saying businessy things, for example, <laughs> um, is, is what allows you to, you know, we always say we want to get that seat at the table in as designers, right? Yeah. And I think that understanding the business and where your work fits into it is how you get there. So maybe I'll set the scene by saying that if you feel like you are nowhere at the moment and you're not involved at all and you don't understand, that's okay because every designer is like that at some point and early in your career you are focusing on your own craft and your own process and figuring out that out. But that as you progress, you need to look further and, and understand how your work connects. Um yeah, to the wider business. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think something that has changed in my mindset as I've progressed in my career and like leveled up through different levels is like as a more junior designer, I kind of just took the briefs that came my way and like mm -hmm. took everything at face value as they came. And like now that I'm more senior, I'm more like thinking about, okay, well, what are some opportunities for the business here? Like I'm not necessarily relying on a brief to like fall into my lap and be perfectly thought out I feel like I am in a position where I can be a bit more self-starting and like propose my own proposal of like a different initiative or a new opportunity and like I think one of the important things when you do that kind of exercise is relating that back to the business right like to get buy-in on an idea it's like well mm -hmm. what does this mean for the business like just because it looks cool or like is a fun idea doesn't mean that it has value for the company. So yeah, I think that that's something that I've been been learning and been trying to more like proactively do as I progress. Yes, exactly. And that, that's a, like a, a great reason for designers to get involved in the business as well as for getting better buy-in and your ideas. Because often it's like, you know, maybe it's going to be cool and fun. Maybe it's even going to be something that the users will love. But ultimately, if you're going to spend business resources on bringing it to life, it also has to benefit the business as well. Like that is just the reality of the capitalist world that we all live in <laughs> right now. How did you go about like understanding the business side at Uber? You said that you felt you had more of a sense of it there than at Wealthsimple. So I'm keen to hear anything like where did that come from at Uber and how are you going to get that at Wealthsimple? Obviously you're newer there as well. So like it does come with time, you know. <laughs> sure. Thank you for that pass. <laughs> yeah. I think like I feel like having transparency around this is, is one part of it. So having like a company culture that is transparently sharing what are the goals, like what are our metrics of success? How are we progressing to that? You know, having some sort of overarching like, uh, like team values and like maybe aspirations for the quarter or the year, you know, I think that those things are important. Uh, and so I found that there was a lot of that at Uber where it was like a lot more of a, of a consistent, transparent conversation and more like open dialogue, I suppose. And I think another kind of area with that is like just, talking to people and doing a bit of your own like digging and, and research and understanding of like how the area you work in could have potential impact on that and then thus that could open up more opportunities for you to 
bring in extra value to the business and like tie your goals and what you're doing back to the wider business goals. Uh, so I think it's a bit of a combination of both of those things. And uh, I guess how I'm going to try to do that at Well Simple or am trying to do that mostly so far, it's just been having conversations with leadership and like trying to understand more about how how these things work when I have questions or when I'm like not sure or when I'm trying to like understand how this like success metric reaches back to a wider goal actually I was just in a in a road mapping meeting today where we were looking at the roadmap and like our goals for success and one of our projects on the roadmap the the success criteria was like increasing NPS score if you don't know NPS is like a net promoter score it's basically measuring like the retention of your existing customers like how likely are they to how satisfied they are with yeah, refer, yeah like refer you or like how satisfied are they and I kind of like challenged it a little bit I was like how are we going to measure this goal like how are we going to attribute changes to this metric back to our project so I think it's just having like that uh, curiosity and like starting that dialogue and really trying to understand and dig deeper into first of all having the understanding of the of the broader business goals and then trickling that down to like your specific project or projects and how that can influence that bigger goal yeah Agreed with all of that. I think you have to be curious about this sort of stuff to get there. And maybe the information won't be just freely out there ready for you to see. Mm -hmm. But if you're talking to your manager and saying, I'd really like to understand what we're working towards as a wider business. Like what's our revenue goal for the month? What's our retention rate we're aiming for? Whatever is like important to the business. They're going to love being asked that question. Yeah. <laughs> and like really highly respect that you've asked it and are wanting to know more about that, you know. So um Definitely encourage anyone who right now can't say, oh, this is what my company is aiming for at the moment. Um, like have that conversation with your manager and try and answer that that question. Like for example, at the moment at ConvertKit, MRR, new MRR is our focus for the year. So I'm encouraging my team to think about the ways that their work can impact it. And it might not all be measurable. Like we're a brand team. So yeah. we're not really <laughs> about like, you know, I mean, on the marketing site side, we're about signing up for an account, but it's kind of not, we can't completely own someone then paying us for it, but we can for sure think about the way our work fits into it and be using that language in the conversations we're having about it and getting buy-in on ideas too. That's a good point or a good call out, I think, is like, you might not be the only person responsible for hitting this metric or like your project mm -hmm. might not be the only project. Like, you know, brand might sort of just be like the top of the funnel. And then like, maybe it then goes to like the product and like, you know, UX team for like the mid funnel of, of like getting people to convert to paying. So yeah, you're kind of like, you're likely to be part of a bigger, <laughs> bigger puzzle uh, in terms of like actually reaching that goal. And that's actually really important to understand as well is, and like maybe a conversation to have with your manager if you're not clear, um, is where does my work fit in to this? Like how does my work fit in with these other pieces of the business mm -hmm. to understand how it's all functioning together? I think that I have, I don't know, maybe this is something that product designers could learn from marketing designers in this way because over on marketing design, you know, Often we're embedded in a marketing team and there's talks of funnels and all that that goes on. So that's where I've gotten a lot of my business understanding is from like my director of marketing and, and hearing about marketing metrics and that sort of thing. Um, and then relating it to where I come in as the designer, where my work reaches people through that funnel. Uh, but 
everybody's work at a tech company is part of a funnel and a flow at some point. Right. And so understanding where you fit in and how that eventually leads to the business goal would be the best place to start for sure. Yeah. So how did you learn about this? Like you mentioned a little bit sort of learning from like your manager or like senior leaders above you. Uh, What was that process like for you? Did you have to sort of actively go out and try to learn more about this or is it sort of embedded in like the team culture and you're regularly talking about it? Yeah. What's it like there? I definitely have never read like a book on it or anything like that. It's mostly been learning by like learning by osmosis, learning by listening to the conversations that leaders in the company are having. Um, So I definitely have an advantage there in ConvertKit being very transparent with um, those sorts of conversations. But I think that for a lot of us, and I definitely did earlier in my career, like I remember joining the zero all hands meetings where they would start talking numbers and my mind would glaze over and I'd be like, (laughs) well, this isn't relevant to me, you know? Um, (laughs) And I would be like, all right, yeah, yeah. Shareholders this, share price that, whatever. I don't, I don't know. I think maybe if I, I, maybe I regret that a little bit. I don't know. I've ended up in a good place, but I think that it's really important to pay attention to that stuff, even if you don't understand it, right? Like listen and try to understand whether that's making a note of all the things you didn't get about what the person was saying so that you can do your own research and figure that out, talk to your manager about it and like really truly try to understand. Um, because that's how I've ended up in this position as creative director is because I was like inserting myself into business strategy discussions because I had the context, which gave me ideas of the ways that design work could help towards it. Um, And that's why, why they thought of me when this, this role came up because I was may not have managed people before, but I was certainly getting involved and having an understanding of the business. Um, not saying I'm perfect. There's loads of room for improvement, <laughs> but listening has gotten me a long way. Listening and just genuinely being curious and asking questions and yeah. being willing to sound stupid about that as well. Uh, yeah, has been has been vital. Yeah, I, I just remembered, like I'm now reflecting on, uh, there was a time at Uber somewhat recently in the last year or so where... I think we had like an earnings call, like a quarterly earnings thing uh, where they shared out all the business metrics and everything, profit, loss, whatever. And I think I remember at the end of that, members of the design team were like so lost. Like, I think the chat was like, what is all these acronyms, right? I feel like there's a lot of acronyms in this. Uh, And actually one of the designers on the team was an accountant in their past life and so they Mm. offered to give the team a little presentation on like what do all these acronyms mean why is this important and now I'm I just remembered it and now I'm so grateful for that presentation because they walked through like all of the like big business metrics the explaining the acronyms what this actually means at the bottom line why this is important and like why we should care about it as designers uh, and I, I realize not like everybody is able to have this kind of resource in their team and have somebody walk through it. But I do think it highlights like the importance of understanding this as a designer and like why it is important to have a baseline understanding of what these metrics are, why they're important and like how you can provide value to them. I love that you all like as a team felt okay to like admit that you didn't know what the heck was going on. Because if you hadn't done that, if like you hadn't been brave enough to be like, what the heck is happening? I don't understand. That's true. Maybe the designer who used to be an accountant wouldn't have known, oh, this is a way that I can like help my team and and share this, these insights, you know? Um, So I'm glad you did that. And that's like, goes back to just being willing to ask the question, you know? And yeah, understand that. Do you feel like, I don't know. Do you feel like your work 
has gotten better or that you can operate at a higher level with that understanding that you have now of how like a business in general works, even if you don't right now have the full understanding of Wealth Simple. Yeah. Um, has that been true for you? I feel like I am more confident in in challenging others' yes. opinions or ideas mm-hmm. or like pushing back or not taking something at face value with an understanding of of like the business goals and metrics that gives you another lens into how to interpret like briefs or product requirements because then you can really look at those with that lens on and and sort of ask yourself okay how is that contributing to this to this metric or this business goal or this strategy so I feel like it's given me that as like a tool to like not always challenge like what I'm given, but like just have that extra lens. Uh, so I feel more confident like speaking up or like pushing back or asking a question or asking someone to clarify uh, and kind of relating my question back to the context of the business goal or strategy. Is that clear? Yeah. No, that makes a ton of sense because it, it's it's giving you context, but it's also giving you the confidence. Right. Because a lot of that stuff probably you had a gut feeling about anyway maybe I don't know but like understanding the business gives you the like yeah it gives you a reason to actually speak up about it other than being like I just feel like yeah like I just don't (laughs) like it (laughs) yeah yeah exactly that's not useful I think it can also it can help you prioritize as well that's what it's been for me it's um it's helped me prioritize especially in my new role now as creative director like I know that the top of the funnel for us is doing fine. Like we're, we're getting people come in the door. So the focus needs to be then on converting them into signing up for an account, right? Once we've got them in the door, how do we, how do we keep them around? How do we keep them interested? Make sure that that first touch point makes them want to come back again. Um, and I'm prioritizing work for me and my team with that in mind. Whereas if I didn't understand that, maybe I'd be like, oh, we could do this cool thing that like gets our brand out there in front of more people when right now that's not the focus for us as a business, you know? And if I didn't understand that, then yeah, it would be harder to make that prioritization decision. And it might just be based on gut or accidentally on like what I most feel like doing, which isn't always what the business needs. That makes sense. That happens. Yeah, (laughs) that makes sense. Like, especially when it comes to like road mapping and allocating projects to team members and like resourcing and things like that it's like okay well what is most important what is like number one priority uh and you got to have a sense of the business goals and strategy to make that call um yeah I was I was gonna ask you how this has changed for you from like IC to manager like my assumption would be that a manager cares about this more and maybe is more informed and like it drives more decision making for a manager but I don't know you tell me like what is the effect of this has it changed at all based on your role I think that I ended up as a manager because I was thinking about it just as much when I was in IC (laughs) but that now I actually am responsible for it so that's what's been different is like I'm responsible for various parts of the funnel and I can take ownership of that um so yeah that's an added level of um yeah responsibility and yeah ownership there and I think that the, yeah, definitely the prioritizing as a manager too has become essential for that. But even as an IC, it was important for me to have that context to prioritize my own work and my own like effort because I don't know, someone gives you a project that needs to happen and you know, you could do this as a month long project where you dive real deep um, and like go all out, put a hundred percent effort behind it. 
Or you could do something like quick, simple, get it out there and or something in between, obviously. But you can make the decision of that effort based on your understanding of how this project is going to impact the business. And you don't have to know that yourself. That can be something you ask the person who's giving you the brief is like, where does this fit in? What are we trying to drive with this? And you can relate that to what you know of what the business is trying to work towards so that you're not wasting effort on something that isn't going to be driving the results that the business needs. And you can be putting that time elsewhere. And that is something that I think we're all responsible for as ICs to think up, think up. Think about that and mm -hmm. speak up when we feel like something might be misaligned. Um, like you said, challenging, giving you the confidence to challenge things. Yeah. Have you ever been in a situation where like strategy has changed and like how oh, yeah. has that <laughs> affected your work? And like, how do you stay informed? Because that's definitely happened to me before and it was difficult. Mm. I'd like to hear more about your situation if you can talk about it, but it's happened for me. And it hasn't ever really felt like a surprise, though, because of the way we do things at ConvertKit. But I could imagine at other companies it coming as like a, whoop, we're going to turn turn ourselves around now and, and go somewhere yeah. different. And that can be really hard to adapt. I always find it hard to feel motivated to work on something when I don't understand the reason behind it. So... That is sometimes a challenge for me when there's a strategy change is I really need to take the time and like ask the right questions to get on board with it essentially and to be like, okay, I don't understand why we're doing this. Can you explain? Yeah, be bought in. Yeah, mm -hmm. be, be bought in. Exactly. So that's the challenge for me usually in those situations is making sure I'm catching up because I'm not like, I don't know. Thinking about the business stuff doesn't come easily to me. Right. <laughs> I have to ask many questions to wrap my head around it and, and get there. But that's that's usually the issue. What about your situation? Yeah, I my situation is like my worst case example is that I worked on a project for a year and at the end just I didn't ship because like strategy changed and, and we didn't need to launch yeah, that product yeah, anymore. That's so, so tough. That's that's like worst case scenario. I've been in working on something for a year and it not shipping due to a change in strategy frustrating and like yeah can happen at these big companies when like I don't want to say it's like not as transparent as small as smaller companies but I just think they're like the the effect that like something like a change in strategy can have on a lot of people can be really big so they really need to think through yeah. like do we really want to do this how do we communicate it like what's the tri trickle down effect of something like this so mm -hmm. Yeah, that is frustrating. Yeah, what can you do? I think I remember just being frustrated on like, why? And especially at a large company, when decisions like this get made, like 10 levels above you, where like, you know, I'm not part of that conversation. I don't have any influence on like changing their minds or or trying to clarify why they made this decision. Uh, that can be really challenging. Sometimes in those moments, you just got to move on, I think. But it's hard. Yeah, we call it um, disagree and commit uh, at ConvertKit, where it's like you reach a point where like, okay, we've been debating this, we've been talking about it, we're going around in circles, I know you don't agree, but it's like you got to disagree and commit or you got to get out. Yeah, like that's the only the only way forward is we can't convince you otherwise, it's happening. So yeah. disagree with it, but commit anyways and, and go all in. You've been heard, but we're still moving ahead. <laughs> I think there's something also about these large companies where like they have enough resources to let teams play with an idea for a year. 
before committing to it. Mm. Whereas at a smaller size company, they don't necessarily have that resource to let teams like just go and experiment on something for a while and figure it out and see if it works. So I feel like there was a bit of that going on too, where it's like, okay, like we can afford to let this team like basically build a whole brand new product and then we'll decide at the end if we actually want to launch it and if it's part of our strategy. But going into that project, it didn't feel that way. Like it did feel like a committed project on a committed roadmap. So I think that's, yeah, that's the difference. Well, that sounds like it was a communication issue for sure. <laughs> and that if if you, everyone on the team had had a better understanding that, cool, this is an idea that we're going to explore for a year. We're still figuring out where it's going to fit in, how it's going to impact the business, but we want to keep moving forward with it and try it out. You would have probably felt really differently at the end, right? When it was yeah, determined yeah. not to move forward with. Yeah. And like, you would have worked just as hard on it. So... <laughs> Yeah, I think expectation setting and framing is is important in that case. Yeah, for sure. What do you think advice we should give to people to leave with? Designers who are listening to this being like, okay, you've convinced me, Fam and Charlie, I need to pay attention to the business more and not let my eyes glaze over when they start talking numbers. Where would you suggest they start? Yeah, well, first of all, show up to those, those meetings or like, Take advantage of anything you got access to. Mm -hmm. Take advantage, yeah, of any of the resources that are getting shared out, uh, whether it's meetings or like docs. Um, that would be my first advice. And then uh, ask questions. And it doesn't have to be to the CEO of your company. Uh, you could even just ask questions to your peers, like to your colleagues in your like safe little little team. Um, you know, what did you guys think of this? Did you did did, any, did everyone else understand this? Or like, how how are we influencing these? I think those are good like challenging questions to ask as well, even just in your immediate team. So start the conversation. I'm sure that you're not the only person who's. A, interested in this topic and or B, confused about this topic. So I think it's a good dialogue to have with your peers. Yep. Hard agree with all of that. And but also putting in the hard work to to understand this and to get this, you know, business sense going is you might find it helps you feel more motivated with your work. If you can understand directly how something you're doing is impacting this like huge larger business that's this organism of people and how they all fit together, um, it certainly makes me feel more connected to my work to, to realize that it's important and that design is not just a coat of paint or anything like that. Like we can translate it to real numbers. This is how it impacts the bottom line. Yeah. Um, it just gives you a sense of confidence in your discipline as well. So um, I recommend it for that reason too. Good topic episode, like meaty, businessy. I like it. Yes. I hope no one's eyes glazed over hearing us <laughs> talk about this. <laughs> we, we touched Let the us good know. and the meaty yeah. topics on this show. You know that. Yeah. Yeah. We like to. Let us know if you enjoyed this and uh, if it made any sense to you or not. We are at Design Life FM on Twitter. We always want to hear your feedback and your topic suggestions as well. What is something that you know you need to dig deeper in and learn in your career? What's stopping you from moving forward? Maybe we've experienced it. Maybe we can share our advice. So yeah, send us a tweet. Let us know what you want to hear us talk about. Awesome. And thanks again to Zeppelin for sponsoring this episode. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.